Dr. Audrey Tang here, and today I'm going to talk to you about how to talk to people. Talking is an opportunity to release and express our feelings. If you think about holding in emotions a little bit like a pressure cooker, if it gets to a point where the emotions bubble over, it really causes quite an explosion. So having someone or something to share your feelings with, even if it's just simply yourself in a journal, will at least drip feed some of those feelings out before they become too overwhelming. Talking with someone you know is listening or is able to help solve our problems should we want that, and remember, sometimes we just want to be heard and not solved, generates oxytocin. It's the bonding hormone. It makes us feel loved. It makes us feel validated. And it could be one of the greatest demonstrations of trust that we show other people. I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable with you. However, it is important that the person who has been confined in does not contain more anxiety than he or she is able to. So try not to see taking someone's confidence as a responsibility so much as seeing it as having an opportunity to signpost someone or hold someone's hand as they reach out to professionals. So as a friend, you are not there to solve someone's problem, but you may be there to help them get professional help. Talking is also a chance to express ourselves without assumptions. So as an example, emojis or texts actually don't help all that much because they can be completely misunderstood without the benefit of intonation or body language or facial expression to provide that context. And certainly children who have not yet learned the words to fully express their emotions may sometimes struggle and thus turn to physical responses to let out their frustration. So we really have that opportunity to clarify when we know how to talk. Of course, the question is, if talking is so great for us, why don't we do it? anymore. Well, we often don't know where to start. And if that's the case, that's okay. Also, sometimes we might have shared something with someone who has gone and told our secrets and made fun of us, or perhaps tried to solve our problem when we just wanted to be listened to. Or maybe we've had the experience in our upbringing where telling anyone anything led to reproaches and reprimands and feelings of inadequacy. So of course we don't want to talk to anybody if that's been the case. It may be worth knowing that from a number of professionals and those who have undergone talking therapy, many people have also said talking sometimes comes later. It is and can be really alien to people and cultures to sit one-on-one and be told to talk about something you haven't really processed and you've only got 50 minutes to do it in. It can actually sometimes take that 50 minutes for someone to even pluck up the courage to say their first word. And also there is in the UK a culture of stiff upper lips. So by the time we reach out for help, we may be so far into the point of crisis that it seems too overwhelming to even start. So add that to the fact that it only got this far because talking is something we're not really that comfortable with. It can really make things difficult for people to express ourselves. And the last thing that causes us problems with talking is that when loved ones are speaking to us, 
we tend to want to make them feel better or they tend to want to make us feel better. So, for example, a sibling may say, oh, I'm so fat and ugly. And our immediate response, which comes from a place of love, especially if it's not objectively true, is to say, oh, no, you're not. You're beautiful. You're slim. You're ideal. But that doesn't validate their right to feel fat and ugly. A more helpful response is to say, I'm really sad you feel that way. Why is that? And that way you open up a dialogue and actually by asking them that question, you get to learn a bit more about what they're thinking and therefore any problem solving that does happen is going to be better targeted. So get good at listening first of all. Okay, if you want people to talk, you need to get good at listening. And there are three mistakes that we make to try to avoid these. Number one, rehearsing what we're going to say rather than listening. In this case, if you're that sort of person, you're a bit nervous, simply listen and see if you can then springboard off where the other person has stopped. Alternatively, another thing you may try to do is paraphrase back to them. So if they have been speaking and they've come to a natural close, you might say, so you just mentioned paraphrasing. Can you elaborate on that? Or you've just mentioned paraphrasing dot, dot, dot. And chances are they'll carry on talking based on that paraphrasing back to them. Number two, avoid evaluating. Don't listen just to critique the speaker. Again, this can be something that we've learned from childhood. This may be something parents do. They might fault find and listen in order to catch you out. So if you find yourself doing that, you may need to ask yourself, is this a habit I've learned? Why am I needing to be so critical? Because it can really damage that relationship. And if actually you're only spending time with that person to wind them up, is it really the best use of your time and energy? And the last thing I want you to avoid doing is derailing people, making it all about you, topping their experience with your own, making a big deal about it as if you were in that situation or the what about me approach. And yes, again, this may take a little bit of soul searching to think about why you need that validation in somebody else's experience, as well as why you're so reluctant to let other people have their moment. Instead, practice active listening. And this is where you interact with what is being said by asking open questions. And that can also include the paraphrasing. But if you want to ask open questions, they are the ones that start with who, what, why, where, when, and how. They elicit much more detail than closed questions. So an open question is, how are you? A closed question is, are you well? And be aware there are four levels of listening. Hearing is at the top of this pyramid. Think about them as a pyramid because with hearing being the top level, it kind of shows that you don't take in that much information. It's that very top of the pyramid. Listening is the next level down where we can probably repeat a few words, but we may not actually understand what was being conveyed to us. Then we get active listening where we do interact with the information and we do get to take in a lot more detail. And finally, there's deep listening. And this is sort of like listening between the lines and you get a really full sense of what's going on. This is often reserved for professionals such as coaches, teachers and the medical and legal professions. But this is where you listen with your eyes. You watch body language. You may also listen for nuance, changes in voice. Where does somebody stutter perhaps a little bit? Because that might mean they haven't really thought through what they're about to say. 
So that's us if we are on the receiving end of the talking. But how do we get more comfortable with talking, even small talk? Well, actually, small talk is the hardest. and Many people don't like it. In fact, I often get told, I just love those deeper conversations. And yes, so do I. But I really only have the time and desire to have those with a very few select people. So when it comes to the more fleeting interactions, maybe try the following. Offer to help out with events or other places where you can meet people as part of the organizing team, because it can be a lot easier for you to find something to say when you've got a clear job to do. Consider joining a carpool or taking advantage of any work events, because this gives you the chance to meet people who might share similar interests as you or be at the same level as you. So you already have something in common. Families and hobbies can also make good topics of conversation and you might find common ground as well as what was on TV last night and accept invitations, even if you're not sure you're going to enjoy the event. See it as an opportunity to practice chatting. If you want to have a more deep or personal conversation and you are wanting or needing to talk about something personal, it can help to say, I don't know where to start, but I would like to talk about something or even explain what you're hoping for. You might need to tell somebody, I just need you to listen rather than advise me. And this can ensure that conversation starts on the same page. And sometimes you may find it easier, especially if it's an important conversation to write things down. So talking face to face will enable a better understanding, but writing it down may help you stay on track, especially if someone's asking you questions. So it can really help to have that written outline. When I was a teacher, what I asked my students to do, especially the ones who are a little bit shy to say something in class, was to write down the answer first. And then all you need to do is read it out. Remember that talking really is a performance skill and it simply gets easier with rehearsal. And that's all we have time for. But if you'd like to find out more, do go to my website, which is www.draudreyt.com and check out my articles, which give you practical tools to live your best life. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive.